What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 346th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I'm your host, SBJ. Uh, with me today is Will. I'm so worked up about what we were talking about before we even started recording. I don't. The news items must be on fire this week. If those didn't make the cut. I would you should we talk, I don't know like it's so new no, that no, I don't think we should no. talk about that news. Yeah. I it's too dangerous. We can't we can't discuss that. What if the same thing happens to us? Oh, uh, true. Very true. So, that's, mm. that's true. Uh Bobby keep, is back. Keep the lid on. Hey, I'm back. And uh sorry, Will, I have not taken any Instagram pictures in a gym yet. So, I got to still get on that. Not even a Pokémon gym. <laughs> not even a pokemon gym some some pkmn snaps you are i Dang. know i know jeez jeez no greg i think he's doing some pokemon D thing out in minnesota minnesota yeah he said some con he said he's always at a con know. yeah he does a lot of cons he's a con conaholic <laughs> i don't think that's <laughs> a real thing <laughs> he's a conquistador oh okay. wow that's a good one we have some Pokemon news for you guys today. Uh, I don't know. I don't know where we're gonna start here. I'll just get this out of the way. Kevin from our Addicts channel sent this in. It's not really news, but if you're in the market for a Pokemon Pokeball Waffle Maker, <laughs> it's it's on GameStop. I'm pretty certain one of our listeners who I think lives in you know that part of Michigan that's like. So far away from everything, it might as well be Russia, not even Canada. Like, we flipped over the other side of the world to Russia. He put one on his Snapchat. The Pokeball Waffle Maker? Yeah. I got some breaking news good? for you, Will. I got one for my wet as a wedding gift. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't see that one, did I? I wasn't paying attention when you were opening the gifts. That's all right. I was not really paying attention to the gifts either. I was very concerned about Irene using a knife to open boxes. Wow, yeah. That's As were scary. all of us. Yeah. But uh, if you need Pokemon Waffle Makers, they got them. How much? Uh, on GameStop, it is $27. I think that's pretty okay for a Waffle Maker. Yeah. yeah kind of down. It makes good waffles. Also, if you eat wheat, which I do not do. This is uh, from Gabe from our Attic channel. Furret is getting a plush based uh, on the size according to its Pokedex. Uh, this is uh, off Silicon Era. Uh, it's common to joke or make fun of the Pokemon series Pokedex entries, including the size and weight of Pokemon, but it's something else to have that made into reality. This week, the Pokemon Center Online revealed they are making a plush of furret that will be true to size of the pokedex while furret is a cute pokemon it is 1.8 meters in length according to the pokedex and has been made to reflect that fact seems that there will be no problem hugging the entire thing with your own body pre-orders for the plush are set for february 23rd jst to march 24th uh, the plush will be priced around three thirty thousand yen, which is about two hundred seventy four USD, and it start to set. <sighs> it's set to ship out starting in July. Uh, you can find the product page here. Uh, so this is Japan only, so not the American Pokemon Center, unfortunately. No, what one point eight 
meter. Well, I'm I'm here doing the science for you, buddy. Oh, oh, sure. One point eight foreign meters equals five point nine American feet. Wow. So that thing is taller than you. I'm five eight. Yeah. yeah. So this is almost six foot. <laughs> I saw pictures of this. I thought it was a joke. I didn't realize. I mean, it. I guess it's cool. It's almost as tall as me. This but... is definitely like. Either you love for it so much that three hundred dollars is is nothing but love, or you just have so much money <laughs> that what is what is an extra three hundred dollars to a to a a giant piece of billionaire yeah cotton. But yeah, what what is a ferret? What is a ferret supposed to be? Is what it is not a, a centret supposed it's a to be? Yeah. Okay, then what's a centret? How does a centret turn into a furret? Look, how does well, remorade, how does remorade evolve yeah. into an octillery? Uh, this is some dark magic. Very, very well, because I mean, that's what the what the remorade was supposed to be, and the octillery was supposed to be in the original designs. That's obvious. Hmm. What know. is a centret? Is it a flying squirrel? It looks Not, like a flying squirrel. I thought that was a Molga. The... You're, you're the Pokemon post person of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon's person of the week, Will Anderson. <laughs> what you, Only. What do you want from me? I, I just, I, Centred's so chubby, and it's like always standing on its tail. Uh, we don't kinda. use the word chubby here. We use the word chonky. Thank you. No, are you pulling more memes on me that I wasn't paying attention? I, I asked a for meme? clarification on all memes. I, I don't use I, the word chonky for anything. I I've do. never heard of this meme. I don't think it's a meme. I don't think Where it's a Where did you get either. chonky from? Destiny? Is that a destiny thing? <laughs> no. Chonkies? It was probably for me trying to say chunky and then meme. Well, you're a walking meme. You're a walking meme it's generator. Just, so. It's just me usually saying something wrong and then people around me making fun of me saying it. There you go. Sounds about right. Usually the life. I should really Google some of the words I say by mistake and make sure they're <laughs> not some sort of slur or something Ugh. terrible. Secret coded messages. Yeah. Now we're going to get taken down. Yeah, seriously. This is kind of pokemon news well here's the thing there's always things that exist in the world that are compared to other things for example destiny and anthem or uh how is that anthem i haven't tried it yet i've heard nothing but bad things or uh fortnite and apex or in this case pokemon and yokai watch oh, oh great i've got my pitchforks and torches ready <laughs> yokai i'm okay. coming for you uh, Nintendo actually sent me a copy of Yokai Watch, so I guess I have to play it now. Is there a new one? Yeah, it just came out. Yokai Watch Three. Oh, that just came out. Yeah, it came out about a week ago. Whatever, uh, fr- whatever the last Friday was. Not like two days ago, but yeah, ten days ago. Yeah. So here's here's the Will Anderson hot take. I was super excited for Yokai Watch when they first announced it. I was like, here's another game with cute things I can collect and run around and have fun. And then I tried the demo, and it was hot garbage. That gameplay is terrible, and nobody should be subjected to that. I agree. I'm curious. I've never played Yokai Watch, and I'm very curious of how jumping into the third one will be. Uh, and I, well, because I have a free copy, I have to disclose that Nintendo sent me a free copy, and I have to make some kind of content with it. I'm 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 actually genuinely curious of 
because Pokemon was also always compared to Digimon or vice versa. So it's just like, nope, these are... Once you actually watch more than 20 minutes of a single Digimon episode, you can tell that they're very different. That's very true. Um, That's almost like Yu-Gi-Oh. But maybe they fixed all the problems with Yokai Watch 3 and I can be one back. My maybe. heart is uh, is available for retail. Okay. So all right. Go. Go for it. <laughs> I say, so I mean, this, I... this is off Kotaku. Uh, it says Pokemon's former rival Yokai Watch is having a terrible time in Japan. In in 2014, the popular of Yokai Watch exploded in Japan. It seems that Pokemon was going to be eclipsed and overtaken for a for a time. It was. We reported on that. I think back when Yokai Watch was selling better. Uh, that summer in Japan, there were massive lines for the latest Yokai Watch toys. Children, mine included. I guess this is the author here. Memorized the show's theme song and dance. Level 5's Yokai Watch was a cultural phenomenon. It seems that every child in Japan grew up with Anpan Man, Doriamon, and within the last few decades, Pokemon. These well established characters are timeless and uh, delight generation after generation for a while. Yokai Watch was on its way of earning that pantheon. As Jcast reports, when the Yokai Watch boom was in full effect in 2014, its inner intellectual property netted 55.2 billion yen, which is 500 million dollars. Uh, but by 2015, the number has slipped to 32.9 billion yen, 300 million dollars. The following year, it was at 10.4 billion yen. $93 million. And that slide continued, and Yokai Watch intellectual property is no longer even in the top 10 of merch sales. Interest in Yokai Watch characters have also evaporated. In 2014, Yokai Watch characters were the most liked in Japan, coming ahead of Anpanman, uh, which typically dominates. I don't know what this Anpanman is. How's it spelled? I'll research it for you. A N. P-A-N-M-A-N, uh, which typically dominates the rank- rankings, and the previous year's is mega hit Frozen. Uh, well, I-, I didn't know Frozen was popular in Japan. In 2017, Yokai Watch still pulled numbers of three, uh, number three on Japanese children's favorite characters, coming ahead of Pokemon, which placed number four that year. As of 2018, Yokai Watch is no longer in the top ten. Uh, in the mist of Yokai Watch Fever, Level 5 opened a series of Yokai Watch themed stores. There were over 10 locations across Japan, including Tokyo, Osaka, Sapporo, uh, and some other cities I can't say, so I'm not going to say them to uh, stop embarrassment of myself. Uh, now only one remains uh, where Level 5 is based. That shop will close on February 24th. Times are tough for Yokai, but what happened? And it goes kind of on and on. I don't need. I don't, it's a very actually long article. But are you familiar with Paw Patrol? Yes. Yes. There you go. That's like might as well be the equivalent. Except Anpan Man's been around mm, as long as Will Anderson's been around on this earth. It's like for little little kids. I didn't realize that Yokai Watch was as popular as it was in 2014. Oh, it's the literal flash in the pan right there. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think that's what we said too, right? I remember us talking about it, and I remember people asking if we were going to play the games or how we felt that like Pokemon was not number one and Yokai Watch was, and I felt like 
I was like, I feel like this is coming and going, right? Like, it's just a hot thing. And and I'm I'm sure, like, overall, I'm sure the Yokai product is fine. But I think the... the and I'm sure, but also, like, I remember when Pokemon came out in America, everyone was like, oh, this is a fad. This is, like, skateboarding or slinkies or, uh, I don't know what other fads there were. Power Rangers. Pogs. Pogs, Wait, but yeah. skateboarding, slinkies, and Power Rangers are still popular. Uh, are Power Rangers still popular? Oh, heck yeah. yeah Haven't they... you seen the thing where it's, like, the... Like all the women Power Rangers uh, are now moms, but they're still Power Rangers. And it's from like across the generations. Oh, I've got to find this and send it to you. It's amazing. I don't even like Power Rangers, but yeah. They just made like, the movie too. They had the movie uh, last year. Uh, I think we'll choose to forget that and just hearken <laughs> to the true old Power Rangers. Yes, Power Rangers is, uh, has left a very indelible mark upon our culture. I mean, it's no Paw Patrol. It is no Paw Patrol, but even Paw Patrol is becoming eclipsed by that show about the airplanes with the two gay dads that I can't remember the name of it. What, a, what about uh, Bobby? You're a dad. What about the uh, Peppa Pig? Wait, what is what is what is your what does your kid want? What is the what is the kids? <laughs> what does baby Bobby watch? Yeah, what when does baby you put him Bobby in front of the watch? TV so he'll shut up for a minute. <laughs> He's only like 16 months old, or no, 18 months old. He doesn't watch anything yet. Perfect so. TV age. <laughs> yeah, I get him early. Uh, no, but we have a Peppa Pig. We have a Peppa Pig book that he's wait, into. Wait, 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 wait. Peppa Pig is UK. It is. You're don't, correct. No, no, don't expose your no, child Peppa... to those <laughs> European moors. Peppa ah, Pig is like the best be a... because it has like no chill. Like I've seen many clips of Peppa Pig, and you're just like, as an as like a kid, it probably just seems like normal. But as an adult, you're just like, man, Peppa Pig has zero chill. When but it- this is like for me, I, it's like in my imagination, it's like letting kids watch Paddington Bear. Like Paddington Bear is so British that no American child should be exposed to that until they have built up <laughs> enough cultural understanding to be able to differentiate those horrible, horrible European Moors. Well, soon not to be European. Uh, from like our true American qualities. Well, I'm trying to get him into Pokemon, so that's acceptable. Okay. Do you, does 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 he have a lot of Pokemon stuffed toys? Uh, well, yes, because I had a lot of Pokemon stuffed toys, so now he has a lot of Pokemon stuffed toys. Do I need to knit him Pokemon themed clothing? Uh, yes. I, I have yes, the skill. <laughs> Wait, what, <laughs> what is a child going to do with knit clothing and grow out of it in areas like a week? of the world? But he he lives in no snow land, so it's like you don't want knit anything in no snow land. Do you like a cape? Every child could use a cape. Yeah. <laughs> Kids love capes. Yeah, well, it's the new fad right now. I'll think about it. I'm actually also surprised that if your game is floundering, if your game is flopping like a Magikarp, why would Nintendo America not advertise it more heavily or like i don't know do something with it well maybe it did generally well in america and just in japan that it didn't do as well or burned out it was the demo there's still still yokai watch fans here in the states definitely it was the demo on like all the 3ds xls a couple years back i think yokai watch 2 was all over the place i feel like every time i i went out to target or something when i was looking to buy a new 3ds um it was always being advertised i i I just 
I don't feel like they've been advertising it here, but maybe I'm not looking hard enough. So my, now this is my rationale, and this is called business logic. There's, how many Pokemon centers are there in Japan? Uh, I think 12. 12. All right. Why would you, with your new game rivaling Pokemon, try to have more stores than they've had Pokemon centers? Right? How, many, you, how many yokai you, stores you did they try to you have? You got to strike when the iron is hot. They said they had 10. All right, so they were getting up there. But there weren't 12 Pokemon centers at that time anyway. So yeah, they probably did have more. <sighs> you got you to gotta strike when the iron's hot, Will. Can't, you you can't, said that twice now. That's obviously gotta, not true if you have to keep repeating it. Strike? Look, what other buzzwords do you want? What other, uh, <laughs> what other corporate lingo do you want? The, the, the real thing that I want is, the, do you even know what that expression means, The synergy where it comes from? of the TV show and the rabid fan base is going to propel the Yokai Watch series forward, and you're going to cross the bridge uh, of solidarity. No, you've got to be proactive. Proactive, You've got to be yeah. proactive in your choices. The new paradigm shift that is Yokai Watch. All right, right. That wasn't that wasn't you, terrible. That wasn't here's terrible. My, at all. Here's my advice for for the yokai maker. Level five, somehow get flossing into your game. Okay. All right. Nice. Then money comes. That makes sense. Period. Except the guy who did the flossing is going to sue you for the dances. Yeah. And then lawsuits come after the money comes. Uh, it's public domain at this point in time. It's just, who, who can even tell where it originally started? I think the Flossin guy has proof <laughs> of where it originally came from. Yeah, what does proof mean in this day and it's age? It's true. Uh, speaking of money, this is off NintendoEnthusiast.com, titled Shocker, Pokemon Let's Go hits 10 million units sold. I'm shocked. A Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee are quite the popular pair of Switch titles. Man, Niantic's first... Switch game really selling right. <laughs> the game sold three million copies in three days, which broke records. Now a few months have the past. You know, I remember hearing this game's not gonna. I'm moving on. Uh, now that a few months have passed, we can gauge that the initial sales were not a fluke. The RPGs have sold a combined 10 million copies as of December 31st, 2018, according to Nintendo's investor page. Um, and then it just kind of goes on to uh, say what Pokemon Let's Go was, in case you were not there. In case you're not one of the 10 million revenue providers. Yeah. Uh, so I, I have gone to Nintendo.co.japan, the official Nintendo website. It is surprisingly in English. Uh, by the Nintendo Switch, as of December 31st, Mario Kart Deluxe, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, 15 million Super Mario Odyssey, 13 million. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, 12. Um, Legend of Zelda, 11 million. Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, 10. Splatoon 2, 8 million. Super Mario Party, 5.3. 1, 2, Switch, 2.86 million disappointed people. Mario Tennis How did that game make any money at all? <laughs> Two point. 5 million and Kirby Star Allies 2.4 million. That's not, that's just Switch? That's just Switch, yeah. Because Mario Kart being 15 million, that's pretty good for it being the same game that's been out for 
what since the Wii U? Yeah, did they out. add anything from the Wii U? Did they make it any better in any way at all? They added the DLC. The Wii U Mario Kart 8 was the best-selling game of the Wii U, I'm assuming, since there has been no games for the Wii U in over a year. Uh, it says here uh, 8.42 million on Wii U. So it's literally double the sales on Switch. That's crazy. I was, I was actually thinking this morning about how we all used to get together to play Mario Kart, and I missed that. Yeah, I should ask Nintendo for a copy of Mario Kart. I don't want to buy it again. It's still $60. <laughs> Unreal. Uh, 3DS, I have uh, uh, Mario Kart 7, 18.11 million. Uh, Pokemon X and Y, 16.37 million. Pokemon Sun and Pokemon Moon, 16.14 million, which is, uh, I think, maybe will probably pass X and Y with given time. Yeah, yeah. There's like 0.23 million separating those two games. Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, 14.17 million, which actually might be some of the best remakes sales-wise. Um, and then we got Super Mario Bros. 2, Super Mario 3D Land, Animal Crossing New Leaf at 12 million, Ultra Sun Ultra Moon at 8.28 million, which means Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee has outsold Ultra Sun Ultra Moon. I think it's important to note that the 3DS install base is much, much bigger. More people own 3DSs than more people own Switches. Yeah, and the games are cheaper, too. The games are cheaper. The 3DS at this point was out seven years, so people had seven years to buy a 3DS at at, at the minimum of $100, if not cheaper. Um, and the Switch is a $299 product uh, that's only been out for two years. and. Let's go Pikachu, let's go Eevee. In three months have sold 10 million. Ultra Sun Ultra Moon has been out for a little over a year now. Now, that being said, Ultra Sun Ultra Moon didn't like sell badly. It's just usually <laughs> the third version of a game never sells as well as... Well, and I'm sure it's still going to sell more. It's not like it's off the shelves and not available anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure it will continue selling more. I think... Yeah, especially because the next game will be a new game. But you're still going to have people wanting to play Gen 1. So that's going to sell a lot more, I'm sure. And they, this is, I didn't include this in news, but they just put a demo out for Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee on the eShop um, uh, about like four or five days ago. They put a demo out for a game that's been out for three months now? Yeah, but that's not like uncommon. Um, there have definitely been, uh, I want to say it was like Monster Hunter World got a demo after like nine months. I'm sure they just want to hype it up again three months later, pick out some people who got a Switch since then and are on the fence whether they want to buy it or not. Yeah, I tell you, that Pokeball Plus is value. There was like a weird article going around. I don't remember what the website was, but they, they were trying to say that the 10 million was like a flop compared to like... Uh, they were comparing it to like other lifetime sales and it's like you're comparing 10 million in three months compared to like a pokemon game that's been out for 10 years well there was but, the talk about it how it wasn't doing incredibly well in japan right i didn't see that article i mean it wouldn't surprise me i guess that it did better in the states than it did in like like i feel like japan has less nostalgia vision than america does when it comes to things 
I guess. Like, I Japan mean, Pikachu is. Well, I mean, well, Pikachu's a Nix. Like, Pikachu's like Mickey Mouse. So that doesn't count. But like, I would say Japan. Yeah, Japan loves their Greninja and loves their Mega Charizard. And well, Greninja's fantastic. I don't know about Mega Charizard. <laughs> I mean, Greninja's cool. But so, what was the number for X and Y? Uh, let me just flip back over to 3ds. X and Y like is the million. best selling, or sorry, besides Mario Kart, X and Y is the best selling 3DS game of all time. Uh, 16.37 million. And then Pokemon Sun and Moon, 16.14 million. And then Ultra okay. Sun Ultra Moon was 8.28 million. And keep in mind that Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon was the fastest we got a Pokemon game after a Pokemon game came out. But the main thing is. So X and Y are at 16 million after 2013, six years? Yeah. And let's go Pikachu, let's go Eevee are at 10 million. So just about two thirds of the way there in three months. People are tripping. Well, I, and I, it's again, super important to stress that there are a lot more 3DSs out there than there are Switches. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think the main thing is it's just probably because this isn't a main series game. That's why more people are buying oh my God, People stop. hate the main series Pokemon <laughs> games. Uh, uh, let me flip to DS here. Uh, DS Diamond and Pearl is the best-selling Pokemon. Jeez, Nintendog sold 23 million copies. How? What? Hey, it's a good game, dude. Uh, Mario Kart DS, 23 million. Um, Brain Age, 19 million. Super, new Super Mario Brothers, 30 million. That was the best selling game on the DS. Diamond and Pearl were 17.67 million. Black and White, 15.64 million. Heart Gold, Soul Silver, which are some of the most expensive used Pokemon games, 12.72 million. So I think every, well, besides Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, I think. Everything on 3DS outsold that. That was it. Black and Black and White 2 not up here uh, in the top 10. The 10th game was Super Mario 64 DS at 11 million. So I'm not sure Black and White 2 sales. According to Nintendo's actual website, I'm sure there's Wikipedia articles with estimates and stuff. But If you can believe Nintendo's actual website. Yeah. Is that a real source? It's the realest we got, unfortunately. If only somebody could keep Nintendo in check. <laughs> yeah, I think that's pretty good. I don't think that's anything to sneeze at. I'm sure that you know. The, I'm sh I'm sure that if people are still unhappy with Let's Go and want to make other people upset, they'll try to crunch numbers in a certain way to be like, look at how this is bad. And I don't know. Overall, I think it's very hard to spin that in a negative light. Yeah, if people do, if people hate it enough, they'll find a way to try to prove their point, even if it's not true. That's why people are the worst. We got two mobile games to talk about. There was a Pokemon Go event that, uh, I mean, we'll spend a little bit of time on. And then I played Pokemon Duel for a hot minute. So um, I got some Pokemon Duel news here. So what we'll do is we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Uh, we'll do the Pokemon Duel News, we'll ask about Community Day, we'll do our Question of the Week, and then our Pokemon of the Week, and that'll be our show. So we will be right back. Brother. 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 That number doesn't matter 
anymore, man. Would you just start playing this game yesterday? 24 million XP. You should be playing cause it's fun. I'm at 40 million XP. That clearly means I'm the more better Pokemon fan because I've been spending 80 cents a lot of years. I don't know why it's dumb. Brother. I don't know why they choose Electabuzz and not Growlithe. Electabuzz. distinct stylized aesthetic makes them the perfect partner. And we are back from our break. So I've had Pokemon Duel installed on my phone for what two years? How long has that game been out? Before Magikarp Jump, right? I no. think so. Was it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Long time. And when I saw Joe from Serebii tweet that they added a $17 a month monthly subscription. What? And I was like, I need to play this game immediately because I need to know what that is. Like, I have to. I, I, have I to played know. this game. I'm confused. Yeah, what? that does 17 seems really really high. Uh so Joe was accurate. It is $17 a month. Uh hold on, my app is loading. I can load it up. Uh Pokémon Duel came out in 2016. Magikarp Jump came out in two seven, 2017. 2016? Uh April 12th, 2016. So wow, before Pokémon Go. That game is almost 3 years old. I will say that I don't think I like Pokemon Duel as a game. The onboarding process, let's talk about bu- buzzwords here. The onboarding process is very, like, it throws a lot of information at you. Yes. Because, and it is just, overall, it just seems like a very bloated game. Also accurate to say onboarding, because I'm pretty sure you start out on a boat. Oh, gosh. <laughs> There's just a lot of menus inside menus. There are coins. There are gems. There are, uh, I, there's just a lot to. Yeah, there's too much. There's yep. there's too much. Okay, so the thing they added, which which if you go to the shop page, it says shop. There's a scrolling. I hate what are they like the the scrolling tickers. I think they're really distracting and ugly and very, like, 1980. Like the um, stock market thing? Yeah. Okay. They said you yeah. can purchase or exchange gems for recommend- recommended items, figures, and plates in the shop. And then just keep scrolling that. So it has recommended items, figures, plates, material exchange, exchange coins, purchase gems, and then uh, a new button that says claim player past figures, which has an image of ne- Necrozma. And so this is the player pass. This is what they just added. Um, And so it says, these are the things you get with it. Number one, you can choose 10 figures each month. Number two, your monthly point rewards are upgraded. Number three, startup reward. Plus a thousand slots in your figure and plate boxes. And for 14 days only... 
You can get EX Celebi. And there are other awards to help you enjoy your duels too. Check out the details below. So if I hit details, it has the same thing. Okay, so it is Player Pass is a service that allows you to get a variety of awards for $16.99 per month. Early purchase reward is you can get EX Celebi. Purchase, play, play, purchase must be um, made within the 14 days after you clear the tutorial. Uh, for each one month period you stay subscribed, you can enjoy at least six figures of your choice to a maximum of 10. Your monthly rewards are upgraded. You can get a discount on figures. You get a thousand. You, your figure and plate boxes get a thousand. Once you get your EX Celebi, you can keep it even if you cancel your player pass. The fact that you have to clear a tutorial to pay for this game shows that it's too complicated. Yep. Which is like all I wanted to do. I just wanted to turn the game on, go to the store, and see what they sold. And the fact that I had to like name my character, decorate my character, learn how to play the game, learn how every single button at the bottom of this app works. I had they had they they had to show me how to fuse. Like I get it, but also like if I just want to look at your app, the fact that you're forcing me to do all this is like I think for in the terms of mobile apps is bad it's it's not a good app but i guess if people like the gameplay they're willing to put themselves through that torch i mean i tried i tried to play that game every single day and it's it is it's just so complicated that forget it so i didn't realize that pokemon duel also has boost so for 78 hours a three-day boost is ten dollars win or lose you'll get twice the monthly points like what like it has playing boosts. Also, you can get a three-hour boost for five dollars. You can get there's, an enhancement too... booster when you duel. If you win, you're guaranteed to get an upgrade item of EX or higher. If you lose, instead of getting four points, you get ten points. Talk about pay to win. I mean, I played Pokemon Duel for a good six months, and uh, it was fun. But it's just this all just seems like too much. And I and then you're paying seventeen dollars a month to do all of that. It's way too much. Like I will say, a probably a similar app to the ideal of like these turn-based games is probably Fire Emblem Heroes. And whatever the hook was in Fire Emblem Heroes, it felt good. Like it felt like it was very easy to give them my money, and I know exactly where my money was going in that game. And the matches were fast and simple. And very easy to understand, and the menu system wasn't awful, but also like I didn't like Fire Emblem Heroes that much, and also the paying things in Fire Emblem Heroes felt very expensive. I never played it. I don't know. I, I just want to know who are these people who are actually playing Pokemon Duel, so that the makers thought that they actually could have this as a lucrative proposition. When I was playing, I went on Reddit and found the Pokemon Duel subreddit, and there are some hardcore Pokemon Duel players. I was surprised, actually, um, at, at how hardcore some people are with this game. I mean, you got to be passionate about something in life. I guess some people have Pokemon Duel as their passion. That's not a great one, but sure, I, 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 I agree. Uh, I don't think I can... <laughs> I want I want to put the seventeen dollars in because I want to know. I want to know if it 
but also like I don't like I'm very curious as a person who's only done a tutorial match putting $17 in and picking 10 what I would assume are very strong figures would probably make my first whatever couple matches in that game probably extremely easy you mean the ones where you're battling against six Pidgeys sure yeah but to put it also in perspective, you say $17. Uh, it's $200 a year. That's what they're... $200 a... I, regular video games don't cost $200 a year. Pokemon Go costs me at least $200 a year. Well, <laughs> you, you're doing something wrong, bud, because <laughs> I spend at most $10 on that every other month. <sighs> Self-control. It's something I need to work on. I mean, on. like... World of Warcraft and Final Fantasy XIV cost $200 a year. But I feel like those games have way, 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 way more content than Pokemon Duel. But maybe uh, maybe, yeah. maybe a Pokemon Duel player will tell me I'm wrong. But I, I don't know. Like, you only have matches in that game. And something like World of Warcraft or Final Fantasy, you got farming, you got crafting, you got trials, you got dungeons, you got Does, does Pokemon have anything else that's like a gotcha? At all? I don't think so. Are there so. Any, any other games? So this is their one that well, appeals to people who get sucked into gotcha games. Yeah, but I wish it was a better gotcha game. I like gotchas. <laughs> I don't... I don't... Like, Fire Emblem Heroes is definitely gotcha. Uh, Disney Zoom Zoom, definitely gotcha. How? How? Wait, is there's a Disney Zoom Zoom game? Yeah. Of course there is. It's the same oh. as the arcade game that I play. Here we go again. Well, I haven't seen the arcade game, that- so... They're they're similar. They're they're a bunch of Disney Tsum Tsums drop into what looks like an arcade machine, and then you drag your finger over three plus three or more, and then when you let your finger up, they disappear, and then more fall down, and then you do that as fast as possible in sixty seconds, and then you get a score. So this is like the saddest version of Puyo Puyo Tetris in existence. <laughs> no, it's kind of like Pokemon Shuffle, I would say. Where you're like uh, matching, okay, okay. It's you're matching figureheads. It's exactly like shuffle, except Sum Sum is like you're dragging. Shuffle is like you're flipping two, but the both end goal is matching three or more. And the more you match, the more it drops, and the more points you get. And well, I'm a fools sucker. and their money are soon parted. That's all I can say. And then just like Pokemon Shuffle, you get new Pokemon in Disney Tsum Tsum, you get more Disney. That's the thing about I hate about the Disney Tsum Tsum stuff is I don't like Disney. Like I have no affinity to like the Lion King or Snow White or Frozen. I mean, there are some Disney things I like, like Toy Story and Monsters, Inc. Like the core uh, game. Monsters, Inc. is Pixar. Oh, they are. uh, Look. Let me tell you what Disney owns: Pixar, Star Wars, Marvel. It's it. They're they're Mickey Mouse properties now. Will I? For all that I didn't like about Disney, I like it even less now. <laughs> <laughs> See, okay, and I'll explain because a lot of people are like, "Well, why do you hate Disney so much?" So, right, I was born in the early seventies. I won't give it an exact year. I was born in the early seventies. So, if you look at Disney's movie release schedule, especially for animated movies from the early 70s through, say, 1990. So, you know, most of my childhood into adolescence, it's sparse. 
there is very little Disney out there. And then all of a sudden, everybody's getting, oh, you get Little Mermaid. You get like a Disney princess every year. It's so exciting. All right, good, great. 90s kids, have a ball. Enjoy your Disney. Disney was not there for me as a child, so I'm not there for Disney now in my life. I have other problems with Disney besides <laughs> that, but that's that's fine. I don't know. Disney's fine. Uh, I I like Disney, but that's just me. You need something to keep your kid occupied. <laughs> yeah. But what I've learned in the past two weeks about Disney Tsum Tsum is I definitely am a sucker for gotcha stuff. And I'm definitely a sucker for a good slash fun gotcha arcade machine that I can play. The only downside is it's about a company franchise thing that I just don't really care that much about. But the overall game is fun, so... Take what you can get, I suppose. Pokemon Go, that's another mobile game that makes a lot of money. Before we get to Community Day, I forgot. Bobby reminded me on the break that there was uh, a new feature in Pokemon Go. This is off PokemonGoLive.com. While Pokemon is known for a few key core game mechanics, encountering wild Pokemon, engaging battle and trading and more, there is also an undeniable focus on the bond between trainers and Pokemon adding color and personality to the Pokemon, which can also be meaningful opportunities for interaction with them, has been something our team has thought about for a long time. Go Snapshot is a logical extension of the AR Plus feature that the game already had for taking AR photos. However, Go Go Snapshot is both simpler to use and a more personal experience for trainers. Previously, trainers were limited to taking pictures of Pokemon they encountered in the wild, Now there are many useful improvements that a Pokemon photographer will find appealing. It's actually a very long article just explaining what this is, but pretty much it's what people were asking for. Can I take pictures of Pokemon after I catch them? (laughs) They previewed it too at one point. I think it was called AR Playground was going to be the name of it uh, before AR Plus came out. It also says here, in addition to a more convenient and simplified photo setups, trainers will notice that the Pokemon they take photos of will have a sense of presence and weight to them. Go Snapshot utilizes new shadows for each Pokemon, displaying a sense of size and motion when they arrive into the scene. Scale is also key, and Go Snapshot will subtly guide trainers to the perfect setting for all Pokemon sizes. Um, It's free. There's nothing. You just have to have a phone that supports... AR plus. Yeah, this is exciting though. It's always like I've lost at least a dozen shinies from the app crashing when I'm trying to take a picture of a shiny before I catch it. Agreed. Um I don't know. I, I had mixed feelings at first because I was thinking part of what made the AR photography better was that you had to be do you had to run into that Pokemon at that specific time and it made it a little bit more rare to get pictures of certain things. Um, But I think that the ability to take pictures of shinies and Pokemon that don't spawn in the wild now will be amazing. So I'm totally on board with this. For me, I always thought that's how the photos worked anyways. So there you go. How's your guys' community day? Will, we'll start with you. Did you do... I know you weren't hot and heavy on the last community day because of the snow and then everyone in your group canceled. 
Well, like a lot of people were out of town and everything like that. And, you know, Hannah has left DC completely, but uh, got together with James and Brittany and Eric. So I had a group of people, but we still went to the train station because it's cold outside. And I mean, I did pretty well. I think I ended up with seven shiny swinubs, but um, other people like James only got two. So I don't know what's up with that because there were plenty of swinubs to be found, just not as many shinies as I guess we would have expected. And I got to do trainer battles for the first time. Never done one of those before. Definitely not what I was expecting. Good or bad not expecting? Bad, bad maybe? <laughs> I don't know. Because I thought you got to choose. I thought there was like... You had a protect, and then you had like three moves to choose from, or something like that. But you don't, you don't choose anything. You just tap. Yes. And then, well, I mean, you the, you you get two protects. You get well, I but I thought it was like on like you know on when you're actually battling somebody in the game, and you have your little menu of four moves, and you pick which move you want to do. I thought it was something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, no. It's just tap. It it's just, just tap, tap and until then you get your power move. You and get then, the good move, and then yeah. you can protect if you want to. I guess. I mean, there is stra- there is strategy of like people that would, um, you know, they would pick or use Pokemon that would force the opponent to use their protects early, um, or like there's like the mind game of like switching. Like you you pick a Pokemon that somebody would pick a counter to, but then they're locked into that Pokemon for like a full minute. Yeah, and there was a whole thing about like picking Pokemon. I didn't get to pick any Pokemon. It just said, "Here, these are the three. Go." Yeah, it does. Well, I mean, you can tap on them before the match starts, and you can change. But yeah, but... the trainer battles are fun. But I would say um, the best part of that is building the team. That's the most fun to me for the trainer battles, uh, knowing which moves to TM and which Pokemon to power up. Um, the battling itself is too repetitive <laughs> not much like just auto battle like it doesn't matter how fast or slow you're tapping you're just gonna t- like any normal player who's been playing pokemon go for more than 24 hours is just gonna tap the screen as fast as possible and not actually like think about sometimes it sometimes with two fingers and it's not like ta- it's it's like the whole thing where you're playing a video game and there's a cutscene, or there's just like or when your pokemon dies in if we go back to actual pokemon games and you keep hitting the A button. We all know nothing happens. We all know it doesn't speed the game up. <laughs> so like tapping as fast as possible during a battle or during a raid, like it doesn't matter. Just auto attack. <laughs> Why am I doing this? Why am I tapping the screen? It's not fun. <laughs> they want you to feel that you have some amount of agency in the gameplay. Yeah, the agency is when my little charge button lights up and then I can press that button. That seems tap, more fun. You have to rapid tap that one too. Uh, yeah, that's also not fun. There's nothing fun <laughs> about this. I will say there is one tip. If you, uh, when the person is switching out a Pokemon, if you tap while they're switching out, you get one extra shot on the Pokemon coming in. So you do a little damage before they're even able to do any damage to you. There was the question posed of why was it Swine Up? What? Because the year of the pig. You're the that's, pig, right? Well, that was my answer. Okay. I'm glad we are in agreement here. I mean, it is a piggy, right? It's like a guinea pig. It's a pig. It's a swine. Ub. Bobby, how was yours? How was community day number, what, what is this, 11, 12, 15? 13? 14. 
14. It was good. Uh, I went to the local park, the huge park near my uh, house, and I met up with a couple friends. I ended up with 14 shiny swineub and also hatched a hepini. So that was exciting. Yeah, there were a lot of swineub around. I think there were like 33% more than I ever see during community day. So I don't know what they changed, but also my park is a nest and all of the nest Pokemon were replaced with Swinub, which never happens. So I don't know what they changed, but I did, I did notice for a while there that I was only seeing Swinub and no other Pokemon. Yeah. And I saw maybe an hour into it that changed over. No Valentine's Pokemon, no nest Pokemon the entire day. It was all Swinub. I found but, a wild Floatzel, and it was more exciting than 20 shiny Swinub. That's awesome. Still haven't seen a wild Floatzel. What and was kind of weird, though, it. when you, um, when there were like 10 Swinubs all huddled together, it just looked gross. <laughs> it's like this pile of swine. It's like the Tsum Tsums all piled up on top of each other. That's right. <laughs> they're also hard to tap on when they're all so close to each other like yep. that. I don't know if you guys know the trick of if your character's not moving and you tap on them, the Pokemon looks at you, so you know which ones you've tapped on before. What? Yeah. So if your character's not moving, you can try this in your house. This is a pro tip. Pro tip. Don't tell me you didn't learn anything from this podcast. I have all the pro tips. But if you're standing still, it doesn't work if your character's moving because it makes it hard. But if you're standing still, like in the mall or at a park, and you have, you know, like four Charmanders around you, you can tell which ones you tapped on because after you tap on it and run away, it looks, the Charmander or whatever Pokemon will look at your character. Oh, tap and run. Yeah, Not so just if, like, tap. Charmander's back is turned to you, it means you haven't tapped on that one yet. That's such a great tip. I I knew that it looked at you. I never thought to use it as a way to know if I've clicked on the Pokemon or not. Mm-hmm. But That's it doesn't awesome. really work with Twinub because you can't really see. Like, you can kind of see its nose, but, like, if they're all huddled, it's, like, really hard. Right, well, right. Every, every time I tap, I catch, so I don't ever run. Oh, so. I got time for that. I have a Pokeball Plus. That does the catching. Yeah, I tap the shiny check everything first, and then I catch after the shiny this, checks. This is not what the game makers intended. <laughs> well, they didn't intend for you to turn off your switch 6,000 times, Will, but some of us are here doing that. Turn off my... Oh. Well, I mean, you got it, finally. Yeah, yeah you can stop now. Great. And stopped I did. Uh, I, I woke up uh, exactly at 1 p.m. Community day started at 1 p.m., I then loafed around my house for an hour, and then I was like, you know what? I should probably do community day. This is the first time I really felt this. And then I went to the mall, uh, put on my headphones, turned on a podcast. I caught three within the first hour, and I said, it's time to go home. I do not want to walk in an uh, in a circle for another hour, especially because the mall smelled like uh, an adult substance that I'm not, you know what? Not there's too many people here. It smells bad. This is no fun. Uh, Stay classy, Brookfield. And I uh, caught six more with my Pokeball Plus on the way home, so I can't really can't really complain. Wow, nice in the car. Uh, yeah, I just like I went to Target. I went to Petco. I like went to the post office, and so I anytime it vibrated, I just hit the button to catch. And I Irene was like, "How many did you get?" And I was like, three. And then I looked, and I was like nine i guess wow. 
that's pretty good because the catch rate on Swinub isn't great. So that's pretty yeah, it good. is. No, they're all green. I had no were problems they? catching the Swinubs. Oh yeah, huh. mine. The higher CP ones were a little bit tougher for me, so I kind of stuck to just Did catching you have weather the lower boost? CP. No, it was partly cloudy. Even though it was sunny here, it was partly cloudy in game. I definitely like Community Day, but there's there's some something about Wisconsin weather that doesn't make it fun. But I've talked about that before. I feel like if I was outside in a park and it was a nice day, it would be like a million times more fun. The question is, why do you still live in Wisconsin? It is obviously <laughs> not the place for you. Clearly, <laughs> isn't there like studies that show like cold weather can like be detrimental to your like mental health or something like that? Why, rainy well, weather, sure. right? I think so. Yeah, study for that, or just like like the lack of sunlight is like bad for. I don't know. I'm not a. I don't know. I don't know anything about science. Well, come to California. It's okay. always sunny here, and but then my mental health will be destroyed because uh, the rent will be like four thousand dollars a month. Correct. <laughs> so it just gets destroyed in another way. Yep. <laughs> Let's do our question of the week. All right, Bobby, sing it. It's time for the question of the week. That was pretty good. good we effort. don't need Greg anymore. We did it. Thanks. Oh, no. Greg's so much better. <laughs> Ooh, this, is, this is a good one. This is from Andrew in Slack. It says, as a veteran fan of the main series game, what do you think are some difficultly sweet spot settings for a Nuzlocke? My go-to rules are set, no XP share, no items in battle. Ooh. The question is, have you guys done a Nuzlocke? We should probably... Well, hold on. Don't answer that. should probably explain what a Nuzlocke is. As a, as a full-time streamer on Twitch, unfortunately, um, the, <laughs> the amount of people that do not know what a Nuzlocke is is very surprising. Um, but uh, a Nuzlocke is playing through a Pokemon game with fan-made rules. The two most common rules... That is the basis to a Nuzlocke. Um, people add or remove rules depending on how they see fit to make it fun for them. Is The two rules are you have to catch the first Pokemon you see in an area, which, uh, you know, if there's something good in a route and you end up finding Pidgey, well, P guess what? You don't get that one, you get Pidgey. Uh, and the second, arguably the most important rule of a Nuzlocke, is if a Pokemon on your party dies in a trainer battle, a gym battle, or a wild battle, you're no longer allowed to use it. So it's supposed to make uh, your playthrough of a Pokemon game much harder because we all know that Pokemon games are inherently pretty easy. Pretty much, yes. Yep. Have I ever done a Nuzlocke? The answer is no. I, I, I don't have time for that. I got far too much to do in the Pokemon world. Than, number one, I don't ever reset Pokemon games, period. So I'd have to buy more cartridges to do that stuff with. And that's... I, I have better things to do with my money. <laughs> <sighs> I've not played a Nuzlocke either. Um, they seem fun, but I just like after beating the Elite Four, being able to shiny hunt, things like that. So yeah, I've never wanted to go back. I have played, so they said my go-to rule is set. I play every Pokemon game on set. I don't, I, th I don't, I think ideally in my head it it makes it harder, um. But it and then doesn't. you also bully other people into playing their games on set. No, as well. I don't bully anyone. Yes, it's just, you do. 
<laughs> it's just the the stigma of the people who complain that it's too easy, but it but also the game is like trainer Joey is about to send out Ponyta. Would you like to switch? And those players go, yeah, I'm gonna switch to my Blastoise Gold Golduck because I'm gonna because water beats fire. Like like yes, you can make the game harder by that simple toggle. Like you're going into the menu anyways to turn the text speed to fast. I want somebody to roll back the tapes because I'm pretty sure before Sun and Moon came out, you made Travis and I sign an oath that we would play on set. Wow. Uh, Probably because you guys were complaining about something. I don't complain about anything. I'm the most easygoing, accept everything kind of dude in the whole world. True. That's why I I have nothing. Well, I don't play Pokemon games because I want to make it hard. So I just play on Switch. Oh, the default. Yeah. For me, for me, I also don't like the switch because I don't want to be asked that question every time a trader. Uh, Fisher, Fisherman Jeff is about to send out Magikarp. Would you like to switch? No. Fisherman Jeff is about to send out another Magikarp. Would you like to switch? No. Fisherman Jeff yeah, is an- about to send out another Magikarp. <laughs> like, like sanity wise, I don't want that question five times. Yeah, that's an extra step. That's for sure. Yeah. The no experience share, no thank you. Uh, I don't think having experience share makes a game easier or harder. I think it just removes the grind, and I don't think there's anything hard about the grind. I just think the grind is is there to have a an illusion of like you're doing more in the game when in reality you're just doing the same mundane task over and over. Or decreasing returns. Yeah, as a Twitch streamer, I would assume you wouldn't really want to put too much time into the grind i mean because i mean i mean you reset the game six thousand times so i guess yeah i guess at that point (laughs) never mind yeah that's why i never understand why like some people go no one wants to see me grind because like is that is i feel like grinding is kind of slightly more interesting maybe than (laughs) turning on and off a game and seeing the opening cutscene. you know a thousand times i don't i don't know I, guess I was you just going to say that seven, with the grind. 70% with the, of the yeah. people watching Steve um, aren't there for the Pokemon. So <laughs> it doesn't matter what he's doing up on the screen there. That's true. I watched Steve build a computer one time. Yeah, that was cool. It was. I, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I know some people that are like no experience share, but I, don't, I just what, ugh, I don't want to spend any more time in the grass killing the same Pokemon over and over. All those centrets. Like, that's not the fun part of a Nuzlocke to me. I think the fun part of a Nuzlocke to me is, like, the puzzle of, I like, I'm in a bad situation and somebody has to be sacrificed, or if I do this move, I have, like, a 10% chance of missing, and if that misses, it's going to be, like, a, uh, like, a rock slide of multiple Pokemon dying, but if I, if, if I hit this move, then I'm safe. If I get a crit here, I survive. If I don't get a crit here, this Pokemon is dead forever. Like, I like that puzzle. I think that's way more interesting. And there's nothing about, like, getting Pokemon up to the appropriate level that is, like, the fun part. That is just, like, the busy work. Yeah, agreed. Um, so how do you feel about the held items part, then? I think held items are fine. Um, it's, like, whatever. Like, I don't think, like, the the games give you any good held items 
going through like like maybe mystic water and maybe charcoal can like make a slight difference but also like i feel like sometimes citrus berries or oran berries are like can make or break certain battles which is like an interesting puzzle too of like should i give it a citrus berry um, but like i also feel like a lot of nuzlocks come down to you just getting one-shotted like either you one-shot them or they one-shot you i feel like it's like 90 percent of most nuzlocke battles Either I'm fine or I'm not. <laughs> it's like shiny hunting, right? Shiny hunting is just 50%. You either get the shiny or you don't. You just... <laughs> <laughs> no health, no items in battle, which I guess would be like no using potions. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I like completely, again, agree with that. Because, again, I feel like it's a lot of either they one-shot you or they... And if they don't one-shot you, you one-shot them. But... I've heard of like those those kind. Of, I think they're more hardcore nuzlocks where it's like absolutely no items in battle. Yeah, but just, you can't do that full restore and stuff like that. Well, yeah, I, there's definitely been battles in my nuzlocks where it's like, uh, well, they have this move, and it brings me down to one HP every time, and I only know they have this move five times. So if I hyper potion five times, they have to use a different move. Okay, that move only does like one third of my health, so now I'm fine. So you can like you can potion stall a lot of battles in that situation. I I mean whatever. I mean play a nuzlocke the way you want to play. Like the thing I think that annoys me the most about nuzlocks are when people tell you that you're playing your nuzlocke quote unquote wrong. When like what? Like it's it it's literally some dude. I'm sure he's very nice, or he or she. I actually don't know who decided to make these rules and post them on the internet and then people decided to also follow those rules there's no like nuzlocke police that are going to come knocking to your door because you decided to change some other fans rules on like how they play their game and how dare you not play their game their your game to their rules like that that i think that's more annoying like play if it's fun to you to use potions in a pokemon game when you decided to make the game harder cool i i'm not gonna arrest you you should play the game on what's like the most fun to you because like the reason you're probably playing a video game is to have fun well the international governing body of nuzlocke standards will be sending you a letter soon (laughs) cease and desist (laughs) cease and desist all right well give us our pokemon of the week what was our Pokemon of the week last week? Greg already got it right. He texted me last night. All right, I think I know what it was. I just don't know how to pronounce the name. Uh, oh, was it? Was it? Cofagrigus. No. Oh. Oh, I thought it was Yamask. It is Yamask. Oh. Yes. It's not Cofagrigus. It's Yamask. Yes. Especially when I said something like it's subsequent evolution. Cofagrigus does not have a subsequent evolution, sir. I didn't look. I didn't hear that part. Because you never listen to me. It's true. This I is do. a real I, flaw in our I, relationship. I do sometimes. Let your mind wander. That's yeah. not any way to win Pokemon of the Week. <laughs> My apologies. Do you, you want some trivia on Yamask? Give me a trivia. I got two. I have no other Pokemon as the same egg group combination as Yamask and its evolution. Yeah, because they have mineral and it's weird. I don't, I don't know what mineral is. Uh, amorphous. Mineral is like Geodude, Magnemite, Porygon, Solrock. 
Yeah, but it's pure ghost type. Uh, I don't know. I don't think its mask is a ghost. I think its mask is like a. I'm, it's typing though. Oh, sure. Well, the other trivia is yeah, mask along with Litwick have the lowest base attack of all ghost Pokemon. Gen five, getting it right there. <laughs> Decent shiny. Yeah, it's shiny's good. It's uh. What about a shuffle icon. It's shuffle icon is okay. It's fine. It's like interesting. Yeah, it's like an artist's interpretation or something. Yeah. The thing is, with Yamask, you only ever see one eye. You never see both eyes. Because it's always, like, pictured at an angle. Was it in yeah. the an? I, would, I know Kofagrigus was in the anime. I, James had a Yamask. Oh, yeah. For, like, all of Unova. Yamask appeared Unova. before Team Rockets while battling uh, in the love of bug types, and James was able to catch it. At the end of Best Wishes, James gave his Yamask to Giovanni as a sign of they have accomplished something in Unova. I got this crummy Pokemon. <laughs> uh, there's, uh, I completely forgot. There's like, a, there, I don't think Kofagrigus is in Detective Pikachu, but there's a Kofagrigus mask that you can like interact with, which is pretty cool. Although, like, I don't think it's important or relevant enough to make the movie cut. But in the game, it was just like, oh, cool, like a mask. Oh, hot, hot take. The movie will have nothing to do with the actual story of the... <laughs> Besides the fact that you're there and a, there's a Pikachu that's a detective, there's going to be very little that goes along with the story of the actual you game. You think so? I mean, they definitely, like... Mm, I don't know. They def I think... It's, like, hard because I... Okay, we've talked about this before. There are multiple places in Detective Pikachu that you go. And when they showed the Bulbasaur and... uh, What's it called? The mushroom thing? Morlul. When they show that area, that's definitely the island area. Is it not? There was no uh, Morlul in Detective Pikachu. There game. wasn't, but like that whole swampy area is like the. Oh, I, I there was a swamp, yeah. Yeah, I haven't paid enough attention to the trailer, but yeah. So the Bulbasaur and the Morlur are walking in that swampy area, and is like I feel like if any, okay, I feel like they need to keep the Milotic part, right? They, With the box puzzle? No, just the whole like like that that character and that storyline is like really good. <sighs> Cut. Has has Milo took be been in the trailer? No. No. Oh. No. I just it's it's gonna be very divergent from I mean they're the they're keeping game. Charizard, but like the Charizard part was at the like the the fair. And the only the amusement park. Yeah, and the only point that we've seen Charizard is in like a battle arena where like I don't know, we've all seen the scene with all the people like walking like standing around with like Charizard biting Pikachu's butt. Yeah, well, yep. that's my prediction, so. I don't think they're cutting the lab, which is like, what, chapter two? Uh, I think that was chapter three. Chapter two was the cave. Oh, yeah, the cave's getting cut. Yeah. Because the only thing that happens in the cave is, like, the girl's leg gets hurt, and then. Uh, well, actually, that is where you've come across your love interest. So they might not cut that part. But I'm telling you, what if it doesn't revolve around what the lab was producing at all? That's what I'm saying. They're going to change the story, so it's not about that. Oh, no. It's definitely still about the T-virus 
or whatever they call it. The T- there's no T virus. What? Okay, <laughs> so the whole, the whole like slight premise is like Pokemon are infected. Like I don't think that's like that huge of a spoiler. You well, figure that, it. You figure is, it out in chapter not, two when Poke, like when not, the Glalie has no infections in Poke in in Detective Pikachu. What are you talking about? It's not about? an infection. It's a chemical that they're exposed to. Yeah. Well, that's not an and infection. Infections are viruses red. and bacteria. Okay, whatever it is. Science. Science. It's it's something that's made in a lab, though. Yeah. And then Tim Goodman was like, it was you who made it. Yes. All I want to see are Flababes, and I want to see Solosis talking to each other. I need to play this game. It's very good. It's worth playing. It's worth playing. I've been telling you all for years. Okay. Guess what, folks? We're in the middle of Pokemon of the Week. (laughs) Final thing. (laughs) This is not a spoiler, because it's literally... In the promotional trailer for the Detective Pikachu video game, they show Mewtwo. Mewtwo is in the video game. Mewtwo is definitely in this movie, right? Like, they're not cutting the Mewtwo part. Yeah, Mew- Mewtwo will be in there. I guess uh, that'll be really So that means we're seeing like a f- either a silky smooth humanoid Mewtwo or we're seeing a very furry humanoid Mewtwo. <laughs> furry. Furry. It'll be it's furry. It's going to be a furry. <laughs> That's what the, all the CGs are into these days, is they want to make the fur. Gotta make the fur. Uh, all right, give us our Pokemon of the Week. <sighs> Pokemon of the Week. <sighs> Let me... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. I tried trainer battles in Pokemon Go for the first time yesterday. While a lot of it was not what I thought it would be, one of the most confusing parts was how Pokemon Go selected a team for me based on... What? I am sure someone traveling the Silk Road knows the algorithm used, but it is certainly beyond me. I was certainly surprised when one of the Pokemon that was selected for my team had Dig for its, I don't know what they are called, uh, power move? As far as I had thought, this Pokemon's typing was flying and poison. Why would it know Dig? Well, upon further research, its typing is actually ground flying. So even though it doesn't actually touch the ground, it gets some type attack bo- same type attack bonus from ground type moves. It only learns one ground type move by leveling up, the classic sand attack. But it can also learn earthquake and bulldoze by TM. It actually can only learn two other ground type moves, sand tomb by breeding and earth power by tutor. Turns out it can only learn dig as a charged attack in Pokemon Go. This Pokemon is typically associated with poison, and it can learn some poison-type moves. Poison Sting, Toxic, Venoshock, Sludge Bomb, Poison Jab, Cross Poison, and Poison Tail. Unlike actual poison-type Pokemon, this Pokemon is not immune to being poisoned. It does have the hidden ability, only available from Unova Games Forward, immunity that does make it immune from being poisoned. This Pokemon is typically only available with the Hypercutter or Sandveil abilities. Luckily, I obtained a Sinnoh Stone from my trainer battles, so I will be able to evolve this Pokemon in Pokemon Go. This Pokemon is among the many to receive a Sinnoh evolution that requires some particular factors so that it will evolve. It will have to be holding a Razor Fang at night when it levels up. Hopefully your parents will let you stay up for it. All right. That's your Pokemon of the week. It's easy. Yeah. Yep. I got it. 
I listened. <laughs> Next week we're going to record and you're going to be like, I totally forget what we yeah. talked about a week ago. <laughs> uh, we'll see. Okay. Well, that's that's our episode. Uh, we will be back next week. I think next week is the last episode I'll be on for uh, about two weeks. Finally, the listeners get a break. And then it'll be Will. Will, you're in charge. You're going to edit the show. You're going to record the show. So yeah. all complaints. Send them, yeah, that's fine. Send them Will's what, way. What, what's going to happen if it's better? Oh. And I, I'm hanging, hanging up my lab coat, my podcast zoom zoom all the time. I guess. <laughs> uh, well, um, thank you guys for listening. If you made it to the end of the show, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, if you want to help out the show uh, for no money, if you just enjoyed what you listened to and you haven't done so already, uh, leaving a review in Apple Podcasts is very helpful. If you listen to this on iOS, um or you have a computer with iTunes, leaving a review helps out. Uh, if you want to support the show, you can head over to our Patreon, isc.cash, if you want to support and join our Slack. There is a uh, a limited time promotion right now, so if you sign up before the end of the month at the $5 level, not only you, do you get access to our anime podcast, Alola Vacation, but you will also get a postcard from Japan from me, well, I mean, I'm going to buy the postcards in Japan, but then I'm not going to mail them when I get back because shipping costs probably yeah. more there. So I'll buy Money. them in Japan a lot. and then I'll mail them when I get back. So anyone who signs up for Patreon before the end of the month will get uh, at the $5 level, will get a postcard as well as all the benefits listed at the $5 plus level. So will is at washing the sink i am at dragging a lake on twitter you can follow the podcast on twitter at pokemon podcast i think bobby just does the instagram thing right uh, i've got a twitter as well my twitter is pkm and snaps no dot in the middle mm. and then the instagram is with a dot correct somebody uh somebody on that that pkm and snaps market for you yeah someone has a picture of a geodude from like four years ago and so i can't get the instagram without the dot Geodude's holding it down. Sturdy. It's Geodude or Golem, yeah. One of the two, yeah. Well, we'll be back next week. Uh, Thank you all for listening. This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are... Super effective. Super Pokemon Duel is too expensive. true you're not lying it's very true yeah